War Podcast episode 45, go. And then the theme thong. The theme thong. The theme thong. The theme thong. Place. A theme thong. Uh, the, the the word theme thong, I guess, would be blue. <laughs> that's the that's the best I got. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey, Mason. Hi, Dylan. Hey, uh, Mason. Hi, Alex. Hi, Dylan. Hey, Alex. Hey, What's going on, guys? Dan. Oh. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, yeah. Dan's not here. Again. Because he's, he's a good roommate. Yeah. <laughs> How dare he be considerate and thoughtful? 8 a.m. Pacific time. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would be like, wake up. It's time to go. <laughs> I'm yelling into a microphone about video games. Wake the fuck up. I guess Dan's voice does carry. Good morning, Kelly. He does tend to project. Yeah. He's got a, he's not got the, get the, the booming voice. I, for one... Would be pleasantly surprised to wake up to Dan's sultry tones. So maybe I'm just in the minority here. This coffee's really hot, guys. Um, and that's what's the going news. on. How much? It is Fourth of July. Oh yeah. Dylan, can you insert an eagle screech in here? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Cool. Thank you. It's actually a falcon. Yes, it, because the bald eagle sounds like garbage. Yes. Yeah, the bald eagle's real call is like really shrill and, and it repeats can you try to really. imitate it please um yeah it sounds like this insert bald eagle noise here <laughs> oh god my impression is is getting better it's, as time goes it's on so good wait it's getting pretty good wait if you're saying it's not that good do i have to like like modify the eagle sound now do i have to like no, so if you search youtube no, no, you'll no, actually no. hear no. i'll auto-tune so, the what do you eagle mean, sound modify it I made that noise. Yeah. I don't understand what you guys are talking exactly. about. I'm a professional aviator. <laughs> That's not what bird callers are called. Close enough. <laughs> what do they what do they watch? Do they watch bird avian avian species? Avian enthusiasts. Um, yeah. No, or, it's what ornithologists are. Ornithologists. That's it. Cool. Birds, yeah. yo. Well, back to the original point, it's fourth of July. <laughs> Hot dogs and beer and and the in America. Yay. It's been around for a long time. But not that long. Yeah, but not that long. Yeah. It's doing pretty okay. I like it here. It's like that Eddie Izzard stand-up where he's like, America has no history. It's only been around for 60 years. Hmm? Eddie Izzard? No, I know, I know, well, I know what, who that yeah, is. Yeah, what's his point of I don't uh, get what's that? The, the... It's that like British constantly make fun oh. of America because they don't... Oh. Because America says we have history... But Britain's goes back thousands of years. Or gotcha. A thousand right. years. Britain's yeah. making their own history right now. Yeah. So. And we're all like, yeah, we're unified, suckers. Woo. One country, one Trump. Woo. Oh. But yeah, it's 4th of July. Favorite 4th of July game. Go. Um, Drinking. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. Shooting each other with Roman candles. That's a good one. Yep. Um, if you live in Washington, uh, Washington D.C., it's getting as drunk as possible on the city's favorite holiday. Hmm. It's the it's the city's birthday. It is the city's birthday. <laughs> hmm. Is it the city's birthday? No. I don't think so. No, no, D.C. Yeah, that's by no means accurate. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I thought. 
and a, a group of raccoons is called a business. You can quote us on that. Hey, get out of here with that. Um, it's falsehood. Welcome to the war podcast of lies and darkness. So, what do you guys been? What do you guys been doing this week? Working. Uh, played some video games, but a lot of work otherwise. Nursing a knee injury, and by nursing I mean I just played soccer, which probably wasn't good for it. Yeah, I'm nursing a knee injury too because Alex drove his knee into my knee. You <laughs> drove your knee into my knee. Okay. I was I was playing the offender, which means that yeah, exactly. you were the one that you were the you would have you, no, were you the committed the foul. To, you are not no, allowed to body I, up at a defense. That's a that's a fact. To be fair, fact. Mason is always playing the offender. That's true. To be fair, I know nothing about soccer, and this is all news to me. You are not allowed to body up that way. Well, there's so there's RC unless car. you are successfully taking the ball. Well, now I know. That's okay. There's an RC car, and there are these boost points, right? And you have to go over the boost <laughs> points. No. I was telling Chris Kessler yesterday, because he's the guy we play soccer with here. We're on an adult soccer league here. And I was playing yesterday with him. And um, I was saying that I never cared for soccer until I played Rocket League. And now I'm like, I really like the sport. I can appreciate it. Are now. we, we going to get him hooked on Rocket League? Chris Kessler? Yeah. I bet uh, we can do it. Probably. Yeah, we can do that. But I'm I'm so sore. Like, it's it's insane. So I ran a concert. I ran one mile for the first yeah. time in like seven months. Wow! Congratulations! And I almost died, dude. But marathons die. in like what six, six months? Yeah. No, uh, four. It, Let's go, everyone! Ward Ward Marathon. Let's do it. <laughs> Ward Marathon, go for the cure. I'm doing it. I don't know. How this gonna still, be you and I can buddy up. I'll run half, and then when my knee gives out, I'll jump on your back, and you can run half. Yeah, that's how. Uh, that's how that works. Yeah. Well, pass the baton. The baton being Alex. Yeah, I'm gonna soldier through it again. I believe. I hope you'll be fine. I really hope I end up running it, but as it stands right now, I am not able to run. You should do the half at least, or if I if I can. Yeah. There's there's an 8k that day too. I but I want to do any distance I can. It's just a fun. It's just a good. It's good. I like that. I like running through Richmond. It's a good. I like Richmond. Richmond's a good city. Yeah, it's great. I'm a big fan of it. You guys abandoned it. Huh? Abandoned it. We abandoned it? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That I exited <laughs> stage left for 10 weeks. Yeah. Only to return gloriously on August 12th in flames. No, I'm coming down next weekend, though, to Richmond. Is that for... Driving down ro- after work. Roaring-related stuff? Mm-mm. Huh. I'm just coming down to see everyone... Uh, for a nice. day, and then I'll uh, come back to Pity Pity Pittsburgh. Pity Pity Pittsburgh. Shitsburgh. That's not nice. Pittsburgh's <laughs> a fine town. It's a good town. I like it. Yeah, Sarah's I like saying, the river here. Sarah's saying she liked it. It's cool. I like uh, I like I like rowing out out here. It's good. I've been rowing with a guy. He's cool. Named Tracy. <laughs> Named oh, guy. Tracy Morgan. Huh? You've been rolling, rolling with Tracy Morgan? Yeah. What's that like? That's terrible, Tracy Morgan. <laughs> that, yeah. was, man. that was great. Spot hey, that man. That's not good. That's not no, good no, either. No. I got another one. I, at least I tried. Tracy like, Morgan's I mean, like brand of humor is just like anti-humor. It's, yeah. No, Tracy Morgan's hilarious. It's not exactly deadpan. It's just she comes in and just starts saying whatever he needs to to get the joke across. He just talks through the joke. 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's bad. It's funny. Just, like, I think it's indicative that his character on 30 Rock was called Tracy Jordan, because, like, that's, like... Well, you know that that character is based on him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not even, like, like that episode where he runs through the streets naked. That's a thing that Tracy Morgan did. Oh, really? Yeah, like, that's why I I think I like him more post-30 Rock, because, I mean, he was awesome on SNL, though. Like, he... He brought that kind of, he's one of the, like the, like the alt comedy movement has successfully moved into SNL, but like Tracy Morgan was probably one of the first like guys to bring that like, which is what you're talking about, like the anti-humor, the anti-joke, mm-hmm. where you're, you're more laughing at the situation that he's creating around him as opposed to like a setup and a punchline. I, I don't know. I like, I like, I like, I like comedy <laughs> throughout the decades. Um, who was reading Born Standing Up? Who were we talking to? Was it Chris Kess? Maybe it wasn't someone on the podcast. Never mind. Um, that's a good book. Everyone should read that book. It's mm. Steve Martin's like... Um, yeah, yeah, it was Chris. About just kind of his stand-up, like how he became like the most successful stand-up comedian of all time and then like dropped out of the and then dropped out of the stand-up game. Blew it. He didn't blow it. No, I'm kidding. Oh. I've never watched any of Steve Martin's stand-up. I love it. It's really good. But it's, it's, you know, he would do this trick where he'd like pull a dime out of his pocket and he'd be like, look, a dime. And he'd throw it over his shoulder and that was it. <laughs> that was the joke. And like, or he'd like make a balloon animal and he'd be like, I made a snake. Like he made that joke. <laughs> like he's the one that made that like a, I don't know. Because he worked in Disney World and he did magic. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. So I guess how, so he was like a, a magician. And then that's like kind of like weaseled his way into comedy. I wonder how many uh, people you can trace back to being Disney World employees like John Lasseter and Steve Martin. That's probably, I mean, I, I don't know. Is it is it something that Disney imbues in you when you work there? Or is it something that's drawn to that atmosphere I, that then goes on? Yeah, I think it's something that draws you there. Yeah. yeah, I think you get drawn to that. You know, Disney is the, and now more than ever, is like, you know, everything that you're going to love growing up, Disney made. Yeah. Like everything, especially if you're, you know, nerdy. Especially at all. if you're like ten to ten to sixteen right now. Yeah. Regardless of anywhere, like you got Marvel, you got Frozen, you got Star Wars, you got, you got Wreck-It Ralph Caribbean. two coming out. I'm excited for Wreck-It yeah, Ralph that's two. Yeah, that's cool. I I liked Wreck-It Ralph. I mean, it wasn't like it didn't like blow me away. I I I need to see it. I thought it was good. But I don't think that I mean I liked the I liked the parts that didn't have video game characters in it more. Mm. Yeah. Why is why is that? Just because I don't think I have like the blind like I think mean, I get it's it's cool to see like M Bison and Bowser at like an AA meeting almost. Yeah. Like it's funny. But I think that I I I liked the Ralph I like his character mm-hmm. and I like the who's the builder? Uh, fuck, I don't remember. It's Kevin from. 30 Rock. Yeah, it's from 30 Rock. But I, I like their relationship, and I like the subversion of, like, you know, yeah. the, 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 the the bad guy being like, I don't want to be the bad guy anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's a good movie. It's good. But it's not as good. I like I liked Big Hero 6. Pro- I think Big Hero 6 is my favorite movie out of that animation studio, except for Zootopia. Yeah, Zootopia, Zootopia is really good. Yeah, Big but Hero I really, 6 is I really, really like Big Hero so 6. high up there for me. Um, Is Moeno... Walt Disney Animation or Pixar? I think that's Walt Disney Animation. That's what I thought. It's Pixar. Um, that looks pretty entertaining. 
I'm pretty sure that's Pixar. You sure? Is it? Let me let me do a quick Google. Do you see the stuff about the Moano playsets that were planned for Disney Infinity before that whole thing got Aww. shut down? Aww. It was like really impressive too. It was like an entire playset revolved around. Yeah, Mo- Moana is Disney. Yeah. Okay. Because there's like a part in the trailer where she like walks through. She basically does like the Moses parting the Red Sea thing, like where she yeah. walks, like the sea opens up, and they replicate that scene in the game. So That's it's like cool. at this weird like platforming s- section or combat section where she's just walking through the ocean. Nice. Yeah, it's a shame that line got canceled. Um, I, I I've never I haven't seen any of the numbers, but I guess Disney just didn't think it was getting enough revenue. Well, they were, I was texting Dylan the other day. They have a whole other, and he never responded. Well, I didn't know. Like I looked at the the site or the image, and like I couldn't interpret it, or it wouldn't load. It only loaded like half the thing. So I was like, oh. What were you guys Whatever. talking about? What was it? Anyways, there's another there's another chain that Disney has called Playmation, which are action figures that are toys that uh-huh. you can then interact with with other toys that like you can like you can like throw your arm and Captain America will throw his shield. Oh that's cool. But I wondered if the because a lot of people said that there's this in the finance calls that they have too much inventory standing for Infinity. Yeah. Mm. Also if Infinity was more profitable, I mean it would still be around. But I think that they yeah. someone said we have two toys to life, quote unquote uh revenue streams, this playmation thing isn't being uh, attacked by Skylanders like they're the only ones doing this playmation thing, so this is their own right. space. They don't need to compete in it. And Skylanders keeps iterating and releasing. And yeah, Activision is a video game company. Like they're going to keep iterating this franchise until it dies. Whereas Disney can cut their losses. And yeah, it sucks because I think people were really warming up to Infinity, especially with the third one. Oh, totally. And I love the art direction and and the and the toys sculpting. look good. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the playmation stuff right now. It just looks a little bit cheaper, which makes sense if, if well, they're animatronics. Out. Yeah, no, but they, it also comes with figures, and the uh, and they look a little. No, 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 no. The figures are like the figures do stuff. Oh, really? They move. Yeah, that's cool. So that's why they probably have a little more. You know, like because like like the, you can make really high quality statues because they're statues, but right. as soon as you add like ball joints and stuff, yeah, it starts to look like a GI Joe. Yep, yep. And also, they were probably comparing um, what revenue they could be making simply from licensing to other video game developers, and that's such a quicker. And mm-hmm. faster build up to a revenue stream that you know they have to invest very little and then make back all this profit from the licensing, right? And they probably like we we got a sweet deal right now with EA who's going to pay to make all the Star Wars games. Yeah. We can we can keep you know fostering this relationship or find other ones because people will want to license Disney games. Yeah, because there's that the Marvel Telltale game, and then there's uh, Sony's uh, Spider-Man game, Spider-Man. Oh man, Activision Spider-Man, not Activision. Um, Insomniac. Insomniac Spider-Man has me so excited. It looks great. Yeah, I, I, know, we, I know we've talked about that before, but I'm still super excited. It's cool though because you left this year at E3 because the narrative before it was that Sony doesn't have first-party games right now. Yeah, and now I have you know I have games that I will buy for my PS4 this fall. Hell yeah! Would you guys pick up on the Steam sale? Today's the last day. It ends in so, one hour. Oh yeah. shit! Really? An hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Oh. Fuck. Okay. Well, while we're on this call, I'm going to go on Steam. Well, um, I'll, I'll answer the question then. So go ahead. Go ahead. You so answer first. Alex can go shopping. Um, quick guys, call out some shopping. games you need to buy. I, I went. I went back to my cart. <laughs> and my uh. No, I'm serious. And my cart like emptied itself, so I had to go back and remember what I what I wanted to get. So I got that uh, THQ 
Classics bundle, which what's in that? It's Darksiders one and two. Uh, Red, nice. I really like Darksiders one. Oh, dude, those games are so good. Uh, Red Faction Guerrilla, Red Faction Armageddon, like Armageddon had good ideas. Yeah, I'll say that, but it's not a great game. Is it ATX versus MP3, M- whatever it's called? Yeah, those games rock. Yeah, MX versus ATV. And then some frontline games, full spectrum warrior games. Uh, nice. Hey, full spectrum warrior is cool. Yeah, Titan's Quest. That's a great game. So I love Titan Quest. Titan Quest is really, really, really like the um, that guy made a whole action RPG system that kind of like it's cool to see someone try to do different than Diablo because like Torchlight is giant. It's a essentially Diablo. But Titan Quest does a lot differently with its skill system. Mm-hmm. It's more like Guild Wars, where you can have like subclasses and combine. I don't know. It's cool. Titan Quest is a good game. It's old. It's really old. Yeah. So the reason I bought that is because I just wanted Red Faction, Gorilla to play through it again. Mm-hmm. It's a good game. And it just led me to that bundle. And the bundle was like seventeen dollars more. Oh, that's pretty good. Well, Red Faction Gorilla by itself was five dollars, so I was paying twelve dollars more and getting three other that's games I'd game. potentially play. I would play Darksiders 1. Yeah, I was looking at that. Um, I got MGS5. Nice. And which they cut again, I think. Cuz how much how much did you pay for it? I paid 28. Uh, I think it's still 28. Yeah, but I think originally on the sale it was like 30 something. Or maybe I'm misremembering. No, maybe. I think you're thinking of Doom. Mason, did you oh. say XCOM is coming to consoles? XCOM yes, 2 this fall. Yeah. Okay. I'm not yeah. going to get that then. Um, I got Downwell because I was like a buck fifty. That's cool. I got. You got a lot of stuff. Yeah, That's pretty sweet. and I got Invisible yeah. Ink. It's good. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, we're we're gonna talk about that soon. Um, so I got. Oh, go ahead. I got Invisible Ink, Enter the Gungeon, and mm. um, yeah, Enter the Gungeon. And Mason gave me Kentucky Route Zero. Route Zero. Kentucky Route Zero. Radza. Um I think we should all play Kentucky Route Zero. I really like. Um, that I game. wish I was down. I wish I was faster on the gun about you offering up that code. I was like, I know. Oh, uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, never mind. It's alright. I'll make Alex actually play it then because he took it from you. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna play it. It looks great. Um, I just add Life is Strange to my cart because it's two bucks. Yeah. Um, well, that's the first episode. It's two dollars. Okay. So w- I need to put some games in my cart. I got um I got Samurai Gun, so we can play that, and I'm back in Richmond. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that looks really fun. Um, I got the Just Cause Three, and Rise the Tomb Raider combo thing, and then I got Enter the Gungeon. Uh, Company Heroes Two. <laughs> How many times have you bought that goddamn game? I've bought Company Heroes One probably four times, but I never Why? bought Company Heroes Two. Um. Just like over the years, I lost the CDs. It's like one of my favorite games. It's really, mm-hmm. really, really, really good. Um, and you you can always get it for like three bucks. Uh, Invisible Ink. No, no, I already had Invisible Ink. Um, I got Warhammer End Times Vermintide, which is like that Left 4 Dead game. Huh. That's like melee combat, but Austin and Evan wanted to play that. And then I got Age of Empires 2 HD. <laughs> because Evan and I and Austin played the other night. And the game was an hour and a half long, and they were both like turtling up the entire fucking game, like building walls and walls. And I had no army, but I just rushed to build a wonder. And I, Austin didn't know what the wonder did, so Evan's like, "Austin, we have to go kill Mason. He's gonna win." 
in the one you know you know the wonder mechanic works i think yeah. you explained it last week like you build it and you and you win automatically yeah so they got really mad at me they said i cheated because uh, huh. they they stormed my base and i had like no i had just longbowmen everywhere but asian Empires 2 is a really good game i really like the art style of those games um and just that era where like you had all these sprites that at an isometric view like appeared 3d um kind of like roller coaster tycoon and then i don't think i got anything else oh and then i got games in the humble bundle i got this game called satellite rains which is really cool um and then i'm probably gonna pick up i can't decide if i want to buy doom or if i should just wait because i don't know i'm not gonna play it for a while just wait till christmas yeah i might get the the uh burial at sea burial at sea dlc and play through that burial burial what game is that for oh that's bioshock dlc for Infinite. oh i don't think i ever played that i might yeah. play the first part oh shit alien isolation is uh 12 bucks i have alien isolation and we can play through that on the steam oh yeah let's link. do that oh i got a steam link oh yeah you, we can see me flip the flip out of a scary game again awesome so i like the steam link a lot yeah steam link is really cool wait you have it Although, there yeah, I bought it. Um, Amazon price matched for uh, the Steam sale, so it's thirty five bucks. Nice. That's not bad. And um, no, and it, it works really well. Like, there's not except for uh, when we were doing co op. No, that wasn't the Steam link though. That was my Xbox controller getting drunk because oh, it was okay. swap controllers <laughs> doing because it would get confused of who was the primary input because I was wirelessly connected to my Xbox. I mean, my PC through the thing. And then uh, uh, Alex was wired into the Steam Link. Oh, God. So it, it would switch yeah. the controllers every once in a while. But I think that's more of a problem with Enter the Gungeon. Like, when it senses the controller disconnect and then resetting, it just gives it gives the first player back control of the main character because there's a, a co-op character as opposed to, like, each playing their own version of the game, if that makes sense. Mm. So, but it, it looks like it... There's a little bit of artifacting every once in a while, but like we're on shit internet here, and it looks great. Yeah, I had to buy uh, an Ethernet cable just so my Xbox wouldn't cut out while playing Overwatch. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I'm I'm playing it with the Steam Link over wireless here. So that's cool. Um, this the link I Etherneted in to the router, but my PC streaming to the router wirelessly. So it's a cool, it's a cool thing. That's and cool. I'm excited to use it in Richmond when I can have my PC in my room. And then play games on TV. Right. Especially with your Fios. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Even though I had to fix my fucking internet at home this week. Because Tim and Sarah had no idea what to do with it oh when it god. went down. <laughs> oh my god. So, uh, Wait, did they, did they try power cycling the router? They did. They opened the ONT box. And I'm like having to explain to them what all the wires are. What's the ONT Sarah's box? Sarah's like, Tim's got a hammer. I'm like, Tim, put the hammer down. <laughs> I'm just going to start hammering. You tell me when to stop. No. And I hear Tim in the background. He's like, the cables are faulty. I'm like, no, they're not. The cable didn't just go faulty unless one of you kicked it or something. Like, that's not how this works. What's an ONT box? It's the it's the outside Fios box. Oh. So when you... So there's... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Don. No, you go. Um, so they, they essentially... You don't have a modem. Well, you do. I mean, it's not a modem. But the ONT box is this box where they put their thing that interfaces with the uh, the tower or whatever line it's going into. And then that relays to a router in your home mm. via Ethernet. And I feel like... But really... Is, oh, is it for like... I feel like it's because it's on a different tech standard, but I think it's also like to combat like 
piracy, I guess. Like the ONT box? Yeah. Like well, like how you, how you have to have a tech come out and take care of it and like re-register oh, well, our it. Oh, tech had to drill a hole through our wall. Oh. Because they had to essentially line the cable from the 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 pole. Hmm. Um we already have- optical network terminal. So it's it's definitely a different it's just a different Yeah. You're right. Tech standard. It's just there's not it's not coax. Um yeah, but as more and more houses get wired for ethernet you'll see less in, like you can just, you can then install these on the outside and then just take hop into your like ethernet switch in the house that's how ours is so i have the big box outside and then i have this smaller kind of routed routed box on the inside um and then there's just a cat5 jack sticking out of my wall that i just plug my ethernet cord into and plug it into my that's router sweet dude yeah. so your house is lined with ethernet god that's the one thing where i was like I should I should ask my landlord before I try to attempt to line my house with Ethernet, because you could do it, but I have plaster walls, so that mm. makes things difficult. Um. So yeah, I had to fix the internet at home <laughs> remotely. Yeah, pretty much. But they they, they had to send a tech out because the, the the line went down and then they fucked something up. Mm. So there was nothing in house. Um. Oh, I downloaded the Ghostbusters game, the <laughs> the Atari one. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I like that game. Like, it's good. Like I, I think I like it more just because it, it just feels like you're one of the new. Like I like the dialogue. I mean, it's it's pretty. It's it's a seven out of ten game, but like, it just feels like a Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. I think they like they get points for nailing the tone in spite of the fact that they probably because the worlds are pretty generic and it's a lot of like repeated assets, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of physics going on, which is cool, and there's the slam mechanic. That's really satisfying. When you don't remember that. When you whip the ghost down when you have the yeah, and proton you, like, beam. Beat the shit out of them though. Holy like crap. It's sweet. Yeah, it's like it's like a more realistic um, quote unquote. Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, Luigi's Mansion. That's like <laughs> over the shoulder. Luigi's Mansion's fun though. Like that's a good that's a good game. I still need to beat it. You got pretty far in it though, didn't you? I'm like I beat like the third or fourth mansion, so I have like two or three more to go. So I thought really hard about getting life is strange and it looks really cool but i don't know if i can handle the amount of angst it's really not that much like is it really not yeah i was watching like the review of it and i was like uh it just looks like a dawson's creek episode it's it's really not okay Okay. because cool i felt i had that same problem with it really yeah all right and the second you start playing it it's like much more it's much more um much more like uh it's much more juno than it is dawson's creek yeah and, and i like juno a lot i just also i mean it looks interesting i'll say that i'll say that and it turns into like a murder mystery like part way it through. always does yeah dylan yeah it always does someone has to die it's, it's the three classic stories it's histories tragedies and murder mysteries so is it worth it should i buy it and ghostbusters <laughs> you should get it you should just get Ghostbusters. And then also get Ghostbusters. How much is it? It's two fifty. Is this the entire steal. game or the first episode? Of Ghostbusters? There's no. only one. It's a whole game. Oh, I thought we were talking about uh, I know, I'm being annoying. Clown. Um But yeah, is this the first episode? Uh yes. Yeah. Oh, he says episode one. There we go. Yeah. Can you read? No, I can't. Austin is obsessed with those Dragon Ball Xenoverse games. 
Like, every time I hang out with him, he's always playing it. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Also has a weird taste in games. He, yeah, it's eclectic for sure. Yeah. Because he loves The Witcher. Like, he loves Fallout. Was he playing he like a shit, Rainbow Six Siege? Just playing like a shit ton of Ark a while ago, wasn't he? Yeah, that's because Evan and Austin were playing it and they kept trying to get me to play with them. Huh. And that, that game's garbage. <laughs> I really think that game would be much cooler, but there's so much grinding in it to just like to move forward that the progress feels so artificial. And that's mm. when like a survival game gets frustrating for me. Because I really like the. Uh, the loop in survival games like i think it's like a fun i don't know but punch a tree gotta, make some sticks and i think don't starve does it really well that's probably one of my favorite ones of those i think minecraft is okay subnautica i think does a great job at it it's a little slow but i like it subnautica also looks really cool which mm-hmm. goes a long way whereas arc i think it looks like rust well arc is pretty it's just that i don't know it doesn't have like a a look like there's not like a an art direction where like subnautica like nothing looks like subnautica right, yeah. nothing looks like don't starve um the forest goes for like harsh realism which i think does really well for that game and then minecraft of course has a look yeah Excuse me. But i think it's really important to kind of like if you're going to enter a game space that's you know a, a pretty populated space you have to find ways to differentiate your product as like well we're going to look and sound differently than you've ever played or we're going to this loop is going to be completely different because that first glance is so important, which is why I think a lot of independent developers are getting frustrated because they're making pixel games in a space that's like super popular with pixel art. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I just I think there's a way to differentiate pixel art. It's just some people don't know how to do that because they're like pixel art. That's easy enough to do, and then yeah. No, I think there's a way to do it, but I, I would argue that if you go on Steam Greenlight right now and go through the games and you look at I think that as a Joe consumer that's not used to looking at this stuff like as close as we do they're going to look at Undertale and think it looks the same as Stardew Valley and think it looks the same as um uh what's that game uh Terraria mm. and they all have those all three games have very distinct art styles color palettes everything like I understand that but I'm saying like the average the, the, I get it the bread and butter of your market yeah okay sorry I got gotcha. you Sorry, I'll get off the... I think pixel art's great, too. Like, I love the way Enter the Gungeon looks. Like, I think Enter the Gungeon is sweet. Uh, totally. And I really like the running animation when you don't have a gun. Because he waddles. And I think it's adorable. Hop, 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 hop. And I always go, hop, 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 when I play that game. Even by myself, in my room. Because I have no life. Um. But yeah, you guys want to talk about Invisible Ink? Yeah. How far you guys all get? I got about an hour and a half. Um, just started the third mission. I, um, I yeah. go ahead. Uh, yeah, I got an hour in. Um, I finished the first like full mission. That's like kind of the required mission after you bust Deckard out of jail or wherever the drunk tank. Yeah, <laughs> Deckard's sweet. Deckard's cool. So my take on it so far, um, I love the art direction. I think it's stylish as hell. Um, I um I was talking to Mason about how I didn't feel challenged by the game, but I am playing on beginner and I'm still early on, so that that could likely change. Um, it I don't know how much is going to open up with the game and how much like how many new features there are, but it does feel a little repetitive. Like 
Um, the gameplay loop doesn't really do it for me. That's fair. Just because uh, I, I haven't played it, I, outside the first mission, so does it? Is it always like extract this data or get this thing? Like, are there any other types of, of modes? Yeah, there's um. So there's there's like these vault heights that you have to like essentially case the area and then get to the vault. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I know. <laughs> um, but you you case the area not like before. It's not like like what we were talking about. Um, but there's there's one where you have to like you have to capture a high high up executive right. to get a key card for another mission. Down the line, the missions string together too, really cool that I like. Where you have to you have to get a thing in one mission to bring into it to in order to access another mission fully. Yeah. Um, and that's how I thought the entire loop was because when I read about it, I thought it was going to be like this might be a bad comparison, but like Assassin's Creed One, where it's like okay, I have to do these three objectives to kind of set up the other one. Yeah. No, it's more like one to two, but not one Assassin's Creed One or Two, but like you do one thing to help do another thing, and that's kind of that loop. I don't think it, I don't think I haven't seen one branch like six missions deep or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I have this, I have well, what else do you five like about hours it? in Invisible yeah. Ink. I know you're, so I got you're pretty, pretty stoked on it. Oh, I I I I love it. I think it's it's some this really just it's different in a way that I really like. Um, I like I just a I'm like obsessed with the art style in this game. Like I just think it just I feel like I just like looking at it so much, and I love the overlays when you're in incognita. I love the tactical overlay. I just, I think this game has a look that is uh oh definitely. It's what Clay does really well too, and I like all the um the character abilities. Like, how many characters do you each have? Just two so far. Yeah, I just have the beginning two. So yeah, I mean, I feel like you guys are still, and I, it's not wrong. I mean, if it didn't yeah, if it didn't capture you in an hour, like I don't know what to say, but like you get these more characters, and then their abilities combo really cool. So like I have a guy that um or I have a girl. Who she doesn't need a security card to open doors. That sounds uh, handy. It's super awesome, but I don't have a stun gun for her, so she's kind of <laughs> my scout. Where I, like I have her go and like open doors and like find people, and then I have Decker and International who are like my heavies right now, kind of go in and clear house. Nice. Um. I, it it does get. I mean, I'm I'm still on beginner in the game. Once you get so like, there's levels for each mission. There's like one shield, two shield, or three shields, and it goes up. I guess to like five. I don't know how high it goes. But um, I was like blowing through the game up until I got the three shield, and then I had to restart the three shield missions like a ton because I would just get fucked up because they make the incognito layer of the game. Uh, they add um, they add these like hacks into there that make it way more complicated. So then when you're Hacking an incognita, it can cause debuffs or it can cause more guards to show up, and then it becomes there becomes a much more risk to hacking, which is cool. I don't know, it's a good game. I like it. Nice. I'm gonna st- I'll stick with it and uh, see what my opinion is after a couple more missions. I like it a bunch, and I think I don't know why, because I mean you can obviously tell they wear their influence on their sleeve in terms of XCOM. Because mm. oh, mm-hmm. XCOM oh, and yeah. Syndicate. Yeah. Yeah. This game bleeds Syndicate. Because like. The second you go back to the the world map and it's just like, all right, you know, three hours to extraction or all this stuff. I was like, all right, this is like just the XCOM globe and all this stuff, <laughs> like from the timer. Well, in the, I think the, I don't know what, so I'm on, I'm at like six hours to go. Oh, shit. And I don't know what, if that means the campaign ends and then you start a new campaign. 
Because I, th- I think it's supposed to be like a roguelike where you just reset yeah, and go again. I think it is. Because, which I, I like that a lot, too. Because there's a prompt at the very beginning that's like, you know, you might fuck this up and you'll have to restart. Don't worry. Well, on beginner, though, you can re- you can replay each day or mission. Right. There's a, there's a pretty good safety net there. So the rewind thing, does that... Which is only on beginner. No, because on the next level up, you get three re- rewinds instead of five. Oh, yeah. Then maybe that's just per. It's per instance, so it's per game, per infiltration. Okay, so per mission, you. It's not universal. I okay, don't think. that's what I was wondering. Yeah, because I have, I always have like five rebounds per mission, which is pretty liberal. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I probably use it once a mission, because I'll, I'll leave someone and I'll think that their stun guns recharged, but they really have like two more turns. I hate that mechanic. Yeah, that's kind of annoying. But you get items that like work around it i just in the first mission i just kept international just on top of the guy for like yeah i like the pin alex and i were talking about the pin mechanic i think that's kind of cool though how the ko counter won't start until they get off the body Mm -hmm. yeah because i like that you can sacrifice a unit to keep another unit down but then you have like you lose a bunch of options on your turn right it's just a cool it, it, it provides you attention that i like as a player there are things that like so like I was trying to say before, like I never got really into XCOM because I could see like kind of the number of systems and kind of how deep it went. And I was just mm-hmm. afraid of kind of plumbing its depths. But for here, like that gameplay screen is just as busy, if not more so than the XCOM screen, but it's a lot less intimidating for some reason. The, the game view? Yeah. Like, you know, you have your characters and then you have like all of the their abilities and all the items they have and stuff and it's a lot it fe- it just feels like it's a lot less to take in even though I don't think it is yeah but well, I would still well, like I mean, uh, one reason that could be is that you typically see more of the area at a given time and there's also fewer consequences for for fucking up like in in Xcom there were there would be times where I would take one wrong step and I would lose a guy. I would get completely ambushed. Whereas in this, I usually have some degree of warning. Um, or even if I'm I walk into the line of sight of a camera or an enemy, I can still duck out of it next turn. Or or it might also be like the maps are so much smaller. Like yeah, I think it's the that each encounter takes place in like six or seven rooms mm-hmm. as opposed to a a field of battle. But yeah. I think I think Dylan's got a good point though, where he's talking about the um the one thing that I think Invisible Link does really well from like a UI standpoint is the information that you get in each view is only relevant to that view and that character. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. does help you as a player understand like when you're in incognito, you can only do incognito stuff. When you're controlling Decker, you can only do Decker stuff. Um, yeah. And, and XCOM does have like turn counters and, and, and other stuff outside of that. And I guess it's a security threat. But it does do a good job of presenting you like these are the options that you have right now. I wish it would present the context-sensitive options in your range of the character as opposed to making you walk up to that thing like to use the safe. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. they do, like, though, because like when I was when I had International, I think any character that walked up to something only International could interface with, it still lit up. Or she has a very fairly... She has wireless hacking. Yeah. That's why she'll, yeah. she'll get it from far away. That's oh. like her ability. Okay. Yeah. But like, let's like, so like, I have this guy named Doctor Zoo who can, he can jack into things to disable them for a turn, 
like anything like he can disable a server he can disable whatever but i don't know if he can do that until he's right next to it yeah that's... it's it's a also if you play the game for long enough you just start to anticipate that so it's not like a huge complaint right and also they're color-coded well enough mm-hmm. anything interfaceable or an enemy is usually red i really like their 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 color is really smart because like orange is always takedown yeah red is enemy uh green is like or yellow i can't remember disable or interact or whatever I like that those colors are only used in those spaces, and then the game environment is this like the spectrum of like blues and greens. I didn't know um, it didn't have controller support. Yeah, I know. So I was a little bummed about that, but fortunately, everything can be controlled with the mouse, so it's not too bad. Yeah, but what's silly though is that it's it's out on consoles. I think, I thought. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, that would make sense since it's a clay game. Most of the other stuff is on console. I thought it came out on PS4. Um, but I wish they would just patch their controller support into the game. I bet there's a mod or add-on out there for that. Yeah, it's out on PS4. Huh. What the fuck, man? Then they super stole from XCOM because like, oh, they're not doing controller support. We're not doing controller support. <laughs> Who are we to question the great minds at Mac, uh, Fraxis? Well, I bet you XCOM will patch in controller support this fall, though. Oh, I think so, too, now that it's coming to console. Um, that's, like, the big thing I miss from it, though, because, like, I I like playing with the mouse and keyboard, I guess, but I really like playing with controller. So, yeah, come on, XCOM. I need to go back to XCOM, though. There's a bunch of cool DLC that came out for it, too. Mason, cool. do you still use your Steam controller ever? Yeah. Are there specific times where it's better than the Elite controller or or not? Well, I like... The Elite controller is my favorite controller I've owned. So, I mean, most games I'll use that. But, like, I'll use the Steam controller for... For some reason, I like Rainbow Six Siege with the Steam controller. <laughs> like, if I'm playing, like, an F, like a, a first-person shooter, I would take the Steam controller over the Xbox controller. Really? Is it because... I'd take a mouse and keyboard over that. The degree of touch over the two like circle pads i like the gyro control i like when i can hold l and then i can tilt my controller upwards it's really it's surprisingly like um intuitive wait you can you tilt your controller to aim yeah and it's it's one to one and then i have it set to the controller like vibrates each tick so like in in rainbow six siege i got really good at like using the mouse to quickly zero in and then using the gyro to like aim for the head or for whatever around the armor that's it's pretty sweet um, I mean, it's not, what's really cool is that it's nice because Steam has updated that or Valve has updated that controller so much that it's way better now than it used to be. Mm. I'll tell you one thing that's garbage for is any third person action adventure game. Really? I hate it. It's like, I tried to play, um, Mad Max with it one time and it was just a nightmare because okay. trying to emulate sticks and it's just bad. Yeah. Cities, uh, Skylines is really fun with it. It's got a pretty good control setup. But there's a learning curve for every game, and that's kind of like anti the controller, where the controller is this universal input method for every game. You know, I got to learn, like, okay, for this game, I, you do this. For this game, I do that. Um, Going back to the but, uh, the simplification of Invisible Ink versus XCOM for a second, I also think the fact that there are no classes in Invisible Ink probably benefits it more. 
because instead of having to worry about all these class specific abilities, I'm now just worrying about these kind of mods and items that I can just swap in and out. Yeah, but can you pull a mod out of someone once it's got on them? I don't know. Because sure. like Decker's ability is the like when he's close to something he can sense hacks. Yeah. And international got the range hacking thing. So I don't know. But those kind of act as classes, though. But maybe that's a better, a more elegant system for someone like you. Yeah, it's more malleable. Because I really, I really like the class system in XCOM. Um, because you can rank them up and their abilities start to get really cool when they combo together. Nice. Like when I played uh, FF Tactics, like I had no problem with the job system. But I feel like on XCOM, there's so much other stuff layered there that having to keep track of that as well is just a bit I much. I think one thing that XCOM does really poorly is that... Like, it's almost required to play 10 sessions of XCOM, like 10 encounters, and then restart when you have a grasp of what's going on. And I can see how that's frustrating to someone that's new to it. Yeah. Um, what XCOM does well, better than Invisible Ink, is that I can tell when something's going to grant me cover because the little icon, like the little shield icon in XCOM is much more visible to me. Than the little eyeball? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like what they do with the floor overlay. I think that's smart. That's like the hollow rectangular prism that like shoots up out of the ground. No, the 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 so like the enemy sight line will have the red. Yeah. Then there will oh, be yellow yeah. pockets that you can go into and hide in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then nice. the the pathfinding um line will change colors depending on where the enemy will see you. So yeah, I like that invisible ink is just fast. Like it's just it's constantly per- making you cannot turtle up. You have to keep moving. Yeah. Because the odds are so against you um, when you're seen. And then the game just has this ticker with the security level going up and up and that making it harder and harder. So, I like that a lot. Because XCOM, I usually play pretty conservatively where I stay back, I stay back. XCOM 2 made it easier to be more aggressive because if the enemy sees you before you catch them, you're fucked. Like, nine times out of ten. But Mason, you want to take a break? Um, yeah, I can pause it real quick. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Yeah! I won't get fooled again. <laughs> um, um, so I've been playing inside this week. Oh man. Um, with I will I'll keep this spoiler free. Um, and talk about it as vaguely as possible. It's really really good. Um, it I didn't play great. Limbo, but. What Playdead has done with setting a tone and establishing a universe and a plot without any dialogue, any text, is really, really incredible. Like, the, there's there's just a lot going on, and it's introduced in the most subtle ways. And also, it just looks so cool. Like, the art direction is, is beautiful. Yeah, I really like the low-poly muted tones. That's yeah, using- the, the muted tones are, are what really do it. And um, the way the environments change gradually to, until you realize you're in a totally different setting than you were like five minutes ago is also really cool. I think it looks so good. I'm so excited for it to come out. It comes out this week, right? On PC? Yeah, I think like the yeah. 7th. Yeah, I'm going to buy that for sure. Tell me about it. And then I have to stop buying games again. <laughs> yeah. I've, I actually, I've, I've used my budget. I think I'm not, I'm not going to buy Life is Strange because I won't put time into Inside and uh, Kentucky Red Zero. It's two dollars though. 
but it's still time. Don't Kentucky don't play Route it. Zero is like surprisingly long. That's the other thing. Is that yeah. like I like I'm on episode. I'm still on episode two, but episode two is long. Was yeah. wasn't it also surprisingly long to make too? Weren't they working on that thing for They're years? They're still making it. Yeah. Wow. But it's like in terms of like aesthetic and like. That game is just fucking cool. Like, it is so cool. And I think the same way that Inside probably is, where you just, like, it just, there's nothing like it. Like, it just this does its own thing so well. So, I'm not sure if it's because Google knows me, but when I type K-E-N, instead of just getting Kentucky, I get Kentucky Route Zero. <laughs> it's because Google knows you. Kentucky yeah. Fried Chicken. Um, Tell me about the puzzles but- in Inside. Um, so far I've encountered a couple and the recent one took a co- took a little bit more thinking. It wasn't hard by any means, but it, it was, uh, it wasn't easy. Like if that makes any sense whatsoever. Um, like there, there was an aha moment to it. Um, cause, and I can't actually describe the puzzles without alluding to part of the world. Cause right. The puzzles, the very first puzzle introduces you to something weird. It's like, oh, so that's what's going on here. Yeah, I was I was just curious because, like, I played a little bit of Limbo. I probably got, like, an hour in, and I just... Might have been, like, the time that I played it, because I played it around the time it came out on Xbox Live Arcade, and I just couldn't get through some of those puzzles. And, I mean, I guess I could have looked up walkthroughs and stuff, but, like, there was something... It was, like, the mixture of the tone like the world weary dreary tone and the fact that these puzzles were just kind of like just continuously fucking me over that immediately turned yeah. me off to that game and so i have not been fucked over in any way <laughs> uh, there well except for the first thing i said to mason butthole remains pure yeah my butthole oh, is pure. come on um, god damn it the, the first thing i said to mason was try to find every opportunity to get your character killed because it's it's pretty funny in a, in a dark and macabre way yeah. like watching this little ragdoll just get killed it just sounds like advice that i could give no matter what i'm doing though <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey go figure out a way to end it for yourself mason hey, are, are you making are you making breakfast is that toast or waffles you got there find a way to kill yourself just put your face on the open flame on the stove. Speaking of that, I feel like Alex's more suitable nickname would be Drax the Destroyer because <laughs> let's think about it. <laughs> He's the fighting guy. But Rocket's kind Sarcasm of Sarcasm often goes, huh? Rocket's kind of an asshole. He's usually first to shoot, last to ask questions and doesn't stop talking. I felt like that was more appropriate for me. Drax is big and intimidating and, and kind of commands authority. I, I'm kind of just like a, a scrawny asshole. I'm not gonna. I won't argue. Rocket works. I uh, Gamora. I'm uh, Howard the Duck. Yeah, I like how we're not oh, yeah. actually talking that, that about like what nicknames these are applying to. Oh, to the chat. Sorry. Yeah, to our Facebook Messenger group where we yeah, constantly I, remix. I'm not Gamora though. That makes no sense. You're the hot one. I, <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. Um. I really wish I'd been taking screenshots of the nicknames since we started. Oh my god! This, this group because we so have gone through so many nicknames. The um, uh, inside looks dope though. I'm 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 really excited for that game. I I really want to play that game. I really want to play that game. Um, when's it come out for PC? This Tuesday, I guess. Is that what it is? Uh, 
No, uh, the sixth or seventh. So middle of the week, middle to the end of the week. Wait, what game? Oh, don't. Uh, inside for PC. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For PC. Um. But yeah, I mean, Invisible Ink. You know, I don't mean to switch it back, but I, I do think that it it would be worth playing through either a complete campaign or, I mean, maybe. And the other thing, Alex, is that you could just be good at the game. Like, there's no. You know, if it's not hard, it's not hard. But I, it does get tricky, trickier. Twicky. At least it is. It did Twicky. for me. I, I like Word it. Thong. I, I, you do? Yeah, I like it. That's funny. Um, I thought I can. S- I thought I'd be really turned off by the art style because in screenshots, like the kind of overuse of like the oversaturated low poly was like a bit mm-hmm. much, but it, oh, in practice, it looks man. a lot better. Oh yeah, it, it that flows. game in motion looks sweet, and I love that when you hit Q or E to like rotate the camera, the scan lines come oh, up yeah. as if you're like controlling. Oh, it's just there's a little digitalization. Well, and, and one thing they do really well is it like the way it whips around is super satisfying. Like it doesn't feel, I don't know. It's just it's got a good. I like I like spinning the camera around. It's also <laughs> kind of a difficult thing to do from what i what not super difficult but like it, it's tricky because like to get something to revolve around a point like that you they're they obviously have some sort of point designated in space right that, that they're moving around that they have to move around and have to like constantly be checking it and its distance from that's pretty cool from the camera i like that i like that um that's cool you like it though yeah I think I think I think it does a lot of things well. I don't like at least for Deckers, like I don't like how the characters look like on the playing field though. Like oh, I, I think I, th- I do. I think their miniaturizations the look a little um, I don't know, a little boring. Um boring. It's, I don't know about that. I don't know. Boring. I feel like it, all, it, I feel like it works for the context that it's in like I think they have distinctive silhouettes which helps. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And I think that that's really important at this like I like like I have this guy named Doctor Zoo, and he wears like a vest and a tie. So like when he's up against the wall, it's just this guy in a suit almost. Mm. <laughs> he looks sweet. I like Decker's. I I like Decker's character model a lot. Um. Yeah. Mason and I were talking about this. Mason, you really like him because he's just like what's his face in Fallout. Oh yeah, he looks like he's kind of like Nick Valentine, but like Nick Valentine before he turned into an android. Yeah, I can see that. I like to picture him. Nicky Valentine. I gotta play the fucking Far Harbor DLC. Maybe I'll do that today. Uh, so many games I need to play. Celebrate our nation's independence by playing a post-apocalyptic RPG. Right now, have, I'm, fl- I'm flipping through screenshots of Kentucky Route Zero and getting really excited to play this game. It's a good game. I feel it's like a slow burn. Kentucky Route Zero is like a 2D, or in terms of art style, 2D Invisible Ink, because the you know you have the low poly but like geometric kind of faces. Mm, I, I, yeah. I, I can see some similarities. Um, I, I would say nah. it's closer to... um. Kentucky Route Zero just feels like its own... Like Invisible Ink looks to me like, hey, these are the guys that made Marker the Ninja, and now they're making an isometric game. Yeah. Like the way the animation flows and the way the... I didn't like um, Marker the Ninja's art style, so... I love, oh. ev- I love literally everything about Mark of the Ninja. Mark That's of the Ninja my, is so one good. One of my favorite games to come out that year. Yeah, I didn't like that game. It's great. It's really good. Oh, man. He's a good one. I beat Batman. 
Um, I Arkham also Knight. played <laughs> some Red Faction Guerrilla. Oh. Huh. Because I love me some... Wait, you guys... Oh, Whoop. hold on. You guys muted on my side. Oh, are we back? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can, I can hear, hear you. I can hear you now. Yeah, I accidentally pulled the headphones oh. out. Oh, oh that's uh, funny, because you were saying that you beat... You were playing Red Faction, I was saying I beat Batman. But you know what Red Faction? Is Gorilla the one with the, the white and blue cover? No, it's orange. No, Gorilla... Okay. I mean, the white and blue one is Armageddon. Okay. What what was this? Was this the one on that had like fully destructible Dude, environments? It's Mars. They all yeah. have they all have fully destructible environments, and they're all on Mars. The, yeah. Oh, oh, but, okay. so, but this is the open world. Yeah. One. Red Faction what, what you, One was like an RPG uh, or not RPG? It was an FPS. First person shooter. Yeah. What do you like about it? Um, it still feels good. I mean, it's I think. Dude, the, that hammer swing is one of the best animations in games like, that, ever made. That game is like seven or eight years old now and it's still uh, seven according to the internet outside of the driving which the driving feels like like saints row three quality <laughs> driving which i don't like um it it's just there's so much momentum behind just the hammer swing and just everything falling apart like i forgot like the little nuances that they put on this game so like when you go up to a building and you just start hammering away at it it creaks and shuffles oh, and the, the more like the more load supporting beams you like take away from it. It does a really good job of like baby's first civil engineering. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like this is load bearing structures. Okay, so I definitely played this as a demo when it came out, and I'm also searching for Red Faction Two because that was the first game I ever rented from a video store when I had a PS2. Red fact, I never liked the first person ones. Oh, the fact that you could like take a rocket launcher and dig a hole. Yeah, I had fun with it. It was it was real silly, but it was a game, and at that age, oh. my my taste was pretty broad. <laughs> it was a game. It was a game. That's really that that met that criteria. To give you an idea of how uh, I don't know, not choosy I was with my games, I really really liked State of Emergency, and that game was unequivocally terrible. I played a lot of State of Emergency too. I don't know why. I think it's because that that someone gave us an Xbox. That that's the only game he had. That and Jet Set Radio. <laughs> and like he let that, borrow it. Why don't you just play Jet Set Radio? Jet Set Radio Future, the sequel. It's a it's a sequel to remake. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's basically yeah. the same game as the original Jet Set Radio. Oh. Or Jet Grind Radio is what it's actually yeah. called. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that game rocked. Um, I feel like Red Faction is still the only game that has done destructible environments correctly. Because, like, Battlefield constantly, like, likes to say it does destructible oh. environments, but, like, Bad Company or... Bad Company 2 did it really well, though, dude. I, I don't know. Did you play a lot of Bad Company 2? I didn't play a lot. I think I played the demo of one of those games. Oh, well, dude, Bad Company 2 is... I would argue that, that whereas Red Faction made their game about destruction, Bad Company 2 made the destruction enhance a Battlefield game, if that makes sense. I like, you take... You take the destruction away from Red Faction Guerrilla, you have like a, a, a middle-of-the-road open-world game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the destruction, it, it that brought Battlefield Bad Company and also separated it from Call of Duty. Because the destruction is really cool. Like, you can do yeah. a lot of stuff oh, like yeah. in multiplayer. It's like tactically really fun. I played the multiplayer of either Battle uh, Bad Company 2 or Battlefield 3. I can't remember. And I remember but, just driving like this tank across you know this this area and like putting holes in buildings but like it never felt like the holes like the destruction i was doing had any bearing on like the actual building structure itself 
And Battlefield, you're right, but Battlefield 3 definitely reigned in the destruction too because they probably wanted more um, sustainability through the round of, of structures for like tactical purposes, I guess. But like by the end of a Bad Company 2 match, you have like leveled the map. Like it's awesome. Hmm. Um, and, and I just like, I like the Bad Company series a lot. I For some reason, that series hit harder for me than any of the Battlefield propers. So maybe that's what there's, it is. well, there's a lot more personality to the to the bad company. Yeah, series. they took itself well, less I like, seriously. I like the campaign of Bad Company One a lot too. Yeah. So I like I like the obsession with gold in the yeah. Bad Company games. Yeah. Um, but like but Red Faction Grill is a great game. Oh, like, I, I, I love that game. They're just I mean I didn't do a this a lot right. Like <laughs> I was watching like the 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 videos FMV videos they have in there for you know the cutscenes and oh my god the artifact it's so bad. It's just I've noticed that too, where I, where I downloaded like the Ghostbusters game too, where I'm like, this looks like trash, and then you load the actual game proper, and like, oh, this looks good. Yeah, hmm. but um, impression, when, man. when I stopped playing last night, I like saved the game, and I was like in like the first little comp, you know, uh, resistance compound, or whatever, and then I just ran around just hitting people with the hammer, and it's just so <laughs> satisfying. We just hit someone in the midriff and you just like hear, oh, yeah. hear them snap and then they just fly like 50 feet Ugh. well they, they wrap around your swing in a yeah. really satisfying way it's, it's really great. good I it's, played that game when uh, Evan Austin and I went to the beach my senior year of high or between junior and senior year of high school with his parents and like we would we didn't go outside for like two days because we just sat and played <laughs> Red Faction Gorilla and then later or on we the would game go and play you get uh the like the nanoparticle gun which just eats away at structures yep. when you shoot at it. So you can just put like five nice. rounds into the side of a building and it collapses. Well the upgrade path for the hammer is cool too. Yeah. I also really like the character with his giant trench coat and like his huge shoulders and his, his like he, turtleneck. There's something about like the costume that he wears that like when he swings the hammer the back flails out in a really satisfying way too. Yeah. I don't know. It's a good it's a really good just stupid Mars a game. And then there are like uh, hostage rescue missions where you have to like infiltrate buildings, but since everything's destructible, the building. so many times I've just ran a truck through the building and I'm just like, all right, everyone get in. And then I just go out the other side and just make a tunnel mm-hmm. through this building. And the giant mechs that can just like level everything. Yeah. Just walk all over it. It's a fun game. Good game. It's a good, good game. game. It's a good game. Good game. Good game. Um,. You got you guys playing anything else besides Invisible Ink and that? The Perpetual Overwatch. I haven't played Overwatch in a while. Oh man, Me competitive mode. Uh, competitive mode has has turned the game into something serious. I don't know if I like the way it's making me feel because before it was it was something very casual. And it was just like constant fun. Show me on now the I doll actually... where Overwatch has touched you. <laughs> oh, right here. Um, oh. It, it like it's still so much fun, but I actually care about the rank now, which uh... you know I used to be like that with Rocket League. Yeah, I took an arrow to the knee. Yep, I took an arrow. <laughs> just just go play unranked, because yeah, I, you'll have a better quality of life. I assure you. I should. Yeah, I'm just gonna do that. No, competition <laughs> and that's is Mason's the, the value of life. Mm. No, I got pissed off because I wasn't a high enough level. To do the competitive modes, and then I was like, "What the fuck? This is bullshit." And I sat down and I went back to playing Ghostbusters. (laughs) I'm always number one in Ghostbusters. Fuck yeah! I I I like from what I hear, 
that the competitive element is bringing out the better tactics in people, but also the worst behavior. That yeah, it, that's so. very very true. And there was actually a, a streak last night where I I lost a bunch of games in a row, and I could just see for some reason every team I was a part of not really playing the game like I've usually like I usually see. Like people sort of just stopped. I, I don't know thinking intelligently about in competitive that. mode. Yeah, it was really weird. Oh, I heard that it was making people play better. But it, maybe I was. Most of my games have been like that. Well, which is it, Rice? It's both. You're all over the fucking map, man. <laughs> Can't keep up. Flip flop. Uh, I will say it, it is turning people into assholes. That's totally for sure. Yeah, but should it's an online get, game, so. Should, yeah. Should we get Tabletop Simulator? Do I want what, this game? <laughs> what What is Tabletop Simulator? It's a tabletop board game simulator. <laughs> you can play men. You can play chess in it. Oh God. Um. Uh. It's just a physics like thing. We also, can... thank you, Google Ads. Um, this is the ad here. Okay, female catheter catheterization trainer simulator on board. Two hundred and fifty-three dollars from Anatomy Warehouse. Sounds and exactly right up your that, alley. Yeah, right underneath that tabletop simulator video game. Hey, Alex, watch you're kicking your mic a lot. It's it's, it's uh bumping. Oh shit! That's the the body. <laughs> it's coming to. Shut up! Cursed. That's microphone. the catheter simulator. Oh. Yep. Oh. Oh, haha. Oh, ha. oh, that's gross, Dylan. That's gross. Hey, Dylan. That's gross. Um. Yeah, I'm excited to play uh, Vermintide though. I think I'm gonna play it later today. I don't think I've played a single What's Warhammer game my entire you life. You played Left 4 Dead. <laughs> What's Vermintide? It's just Left 4 Dead. In Warhammer, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like you just make a separate genre or separate industry just of Warhammer ge- video games. Lately, yeah. Got an R- um, one RTS, we got it. One a third oh, person wow, shooter, we Warhammer got it. Warhammer versus rats. Yeah, because basically the whole premise is that the Warhammer universe is ending. Um. So, is it is that like a canon thing? Are they rebooting their universe? Yeah. Is it wow. Warhammer or forty k? Uh, Warhammer. This is this is like it, bright wizards and witch hunters. It's orcs with a C, not orcs with a K. <laughs> when when have orcs ever had a K? It's, I'm kind of bummed at how the new Warhammer looks. The Dawn of War, because I love Dawn of War too. And they took um, cover is that out the of it. is that the blood for the blood god one? No, blood for the blood god is uh the RTS made by the guys that made Total War. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is apparently, Evan loves that game. He said it's really good. To answer your question, Alex, they're called no. Orcs with a K and 40K and like because it's in like the future. Got it. So like Warhammer is like Warcraft and then 40K is like Starcraft. Got it. Well, it's the other way around though. <laughs> because Starcraft and, War- and Warcraft kind of ripped off Warhammer. But whatever. Just saying... Hashtag just saying. Isn't there a Warhammer MMO? Or used to be? Yeah, there was uh, Age of Reckoning. Which, um, Paul, the EA guy, there was always Don't, in the Can bo- you slip a guitar pick squeal in there? Age of Reckoning. Well. Sure, I don't know what that means. <laughs> it just sounds that metal. You need a. Like oh, okay, okay. So, like a sick guitar lick. Yeah, do it. Um, Paul, the guy that worked for Mythic, you know who I'm talking about. He's always in the bombcast. He's super outspoken, British guy. 
Well, because so basically, uh, Mythic uh, is the guys that used to make Dark Age of Camelot. You remember okay. that game? Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. It's an MMO with like giant PvP. And those guys, the guys that I worked for in high school, were spun out from EA Kesmai. Kesmai? Kashmir. Kashmir. Kesmai. But they made, they would go on to form Mythic and also go to form this other studio that closed. But. <laughs> so all uh, those paths died, basically. Yeah, pretty much. That I entire mean, branch on the family tree withered away. Yeah, it shit happens. Yeah. Shit happens, Dylan. Okay? The, shit the active Northern Virginia game development community. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer because they were like this Fairfax staple. Um, but, oh well. Sometimes, sometimes it's got to go. Something's got to give. I don't know what that means. That's not true. That's a terrible thing to say. I don't mean that at all. I'm sorry, world. <laughs> um, yeah. Sometimes it's got to be cold. Uh, so, um, but yeah, what do you guys got? What are you guys doing this week? What's going on? What are you gonna play this week? I like this when we talk about games that we played. That makes the podcast funner, more interesting. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to uh, utilities, which I still enjoy. Um, I'll be playing inside and Kentucky Route Zero. Yeah, report back on Kentucky Route Zero. Yeah, I'll talk to you about yeah. Those are going to be the big ones and it wouldn't be a week without a bit of Overwatch too. Dylan? I'll probably play some play? some more Invisible Ink and yeah. I'm a little bit more used to this tiny STV now so I'll probably go back to The Witcher. Witcher! Yes. Witcher! Witcher. Oh, and I have MGS5 now. Shit, now I got it. Yeah, oh, we can talk about MGS5. I got to dedicate time to I... MGS5. I haven't played it. Is it. It's not on Mac, is it? Uh, no. I wouldn't think so. That's a very graphically intensive game. Yeah. I should have gotten it Open on... GL, man. Come on, Dylan. I should have gotten it on PS4 Arcade when I had the chance. It doesn't matter. It's tough to support the Mac. It wasn't on... What's PS4 Arcade? Not Arcade, but whatever their, their fucking rental model is. Oh, PlayStation, PlayStation Now? PlayStation Now. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to get Phantom Pain on PlayStation Now. Yeah, that's uh, all it, old it, stuff. It, no, it was on there. No, it, no, it was MGS4. That's what it was. Yeah. Guns of the um, Pigeons. That's a good game too. It's only on PC. You can get it for Xbox if you ever want to get can, it for Xbox. Actually, yeah. And you can play through it. It's a really it, good game. It does look crunchy as hell. Crunchy? Crunchy. Like it it like feels crunch crunchy. wrap supreme. Yeah. Oh, that's a good that's a good that's good food right there. It's good <laughs> for you. Um, Has anyone here tested out the Mac and Cheetos yet? No, are we but all I really still, want to try one. Are we all Mac and Cheetos <laughs> versions? Uh, well, when you put it that See, way. I maintain my earlier comment. We talked about this week. That Mac and Cheetos sounds great from anyone except Burger King. No, it sounds even better from Burger King. No. You don't like Burger King? I like one thing at Burger King. Actually, their chicken tenders, tenders ain't bad. Uh, oh, their chicken tenders suck. The French toast sticks are great. You are a French toast stick fiend. I fucking you do like a six-year-old. If you cover anything with enough sugar, it's going to taste great. So, I mean, should get some mac and Cheetos. And I'm like looking through a cart and like the stuff that Alex is adding is like French toast sticks, Eggo waffles, <laughs> protein hey, bars, still, female catheter. Add, trust yeah. me. Female catheter. Hey, hey, I eat pretty well. No, you do. I wasn't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not one to judge on what you eat. Don't worry. You're saying you eat like a six-year-old. It's <laughs> not a bad thing. Eat all I beige. Eat, I live on Twizzlers and coffee, so I'm not. I got no room to judge. And cigarettes. You eat a lot of cigarettes. Yeah, I eat a lot of cigarettes. Just eat them all up. Nom, 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 nom. Mm, nom, 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 nom. 
get some I, uh, get some mac and cheetos we're gonna put them in a double down and put that in a famous bowl <laughs> i think when my stepmom was about those heart attack was a kid the meal sure her dad caught her smoking when she was in high school who is this my stepmom i think uh, this happened i might be making this up but um her dad sat and made her smoke the whole pack. Yep, I was waiting for that. I knew that yeah. was going to happen. Oh, That's God. That's some, like, Southern justice right there. Man. Oh, yeah. God. We're, we're sitting through this. God, that's the shit that gives you lung cancer. What? A smoking one pack teach a lesson? I can't give you lung cancer. Pshaw. <laughs> you already, you already are, you've already committed to it, the first one, so you got to know. She doesn't smoke, though. She never smoked ever again after that. That'll learn her. And now she's my stepmom. <laughs> womp womp. What? So she she goes, <laughs> smoke pack of cigarettes, become Mason's stepmom. Dude, my stepmom is so competitive. When I was like a little kid, I was probably in my freshman year of high school. Yeah. So I was still pretty fat. And um Aww. we were running a 5K. This is like before I got into running properly. She was like, smoke this pack of cigarettes. No, no, no. So get this shit. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like stoked. Cause I'm like, cause before, like, like my mom and my stepmom both run. And I would go running with them because they'd be like, Mason, you can't sit inside all fucking day. You got to go outside. So and then they dragged me on a run. But they were both fat. Like my, my mom and my mom were, my mom was really fast. Um, but uh, we're running the race and I've been ahead of my stepmom the entire 5K, which looking back is like 19 minutes of running. So it's nothing. And I was like, I was dead. I, I can see the finish line. It's within 200 meters from my eye line. I just puke everywhere. <laughs> my stepmom runs by, says, "Are you okay?" and then finishes the race. <laughs> and like it's like this like running joke. And my we get to the finish line and my dad's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Cuz she's so competitive. And then she never beat me again. Yeah, this this explains so much. We're really peeling yeah. back the curtain here. I mean, you want to talk about formative moments, that is one. Oh, I mean, just I guess she so. was like, "Don't waste that dinner. Eat that back up." That she kept running. <laughs> no, oh, my stepmom is a nice lady. She's not like by no means. She's great, and you know, it was just funny because I was like, "What the fuck?" But also, I learned that no one comes back for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, oh god, wow. I did something similar a couple of years ago. I was doing one of those color runs with uh, my buddy Brian. The one, the one where that you like. That's surprising for you, Alex. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, up, I'm running this race, and I had knee injury back then too. And so I'm running with Brian, and we're both taking it easy, running the same speed. And we get to the last like quarter of the race. I look at him. I'm like, I'll see you later. And I just I run on my knee injury and sprint to the finish line. <laughs> Jesus, what? Uh, <laughs> You're like I had a friend. That was a great story, Alex. I had a friend. Tell you about the time that I burned my friend. <laughs> I had a friend in high school that you know. This is who you remind me of, Alex, because because he um he was on the rowing team with me, and every year when we had our uh, erg pool, he would always get injured. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> the first year he broke his wrist. No, the second year he broke his wrist. I think the first year he like pulled his like ankle or something he like tore a ligament Dude, sounds to me like he just doesn't want to do the bird pool well i mean if to break your and wrist he's, he's going home and he's like <laughs> <laughs> just snap it right there no i think what happened was he uh he uh got high and he like ran into traffic and then he like oh, the? st- stiff armed 
a... Is your friend a fucking PSA after a G.I. <laughs> Joe episode? <laughs> You're like stiff, stiff-armed a minivan that almost hit him, and I think that broke oh. his wrist. Your friends... Oh. Oh, I hate wow. high school kids. <laughs> what a dumbass. Oh. So, he didn't... He didn't erg that, that, that year. Which oh, was... It's crazy. It's crazy how injuries pop up before... Uh, indoor races yeah i remember it when i when i was rowing and i was like oh i see that everyone's injured this weekend yeah <laughs> but it was <laughs> great though because he was like shouting at my other friend during his erg pool because he was coxium so you just see this guy like with a cast just kind of like trying to avoid touching his cast he's like come on i hate i hate i hate i hated that i would do those races with my headphones in because i hated everyone yelling i was like yeah, that Shut sounds up. awful. Wait, so it was indoor on the ergs because yeah, why? you you race on the ergs. Yeah, at the end of like winter was season, it a weather thing. Oh no, okay. yeah. no, you you just do it's a it's a good place to PR. Like you'll you'll try your best. Nice, but there's like trash cans everywhere because everyone's throwing up. Even though I will say my senior year, when I did my last one that I've done in my in my rowing career, <laughs> I'm never doing it again. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, when I finished, Yuri came behind me, who's the co- head coach of VCU, and grabbed me under the armpits and picked me up like an infant. <laughs> and like, it was very, it's very jarring because, like, you know, you're a senior, like, you're an adult. Like, I was an adult. You're also I'm like six two. Yeah, I'm tall, and I mean, I'm I'm not head, but I, you know, I'm a full grown human. And he picked me up like a child because <laughs> I was like falling over, I was like collapsing, and it was just such a jarring because like. And Dylan, you know, that's like you're in so much pain mm-hmm. and you just because the worst part of the 2K is never doing it. It's the 10 seconds after you finish. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's all the lactic acid being like, you're hey, just, and oh. your body's just like, like I would always, um, I, I don't like I would my I would just curl like my body would just retract and it's just like all this is going on and then you get picked up. So that's kind of cool. Don't shake the baby. Don't shake it. Dude, Sarah yelled that the other day, and I was like, I don't think I've ever showed you that video. I just say, don't shake the baby so much. <laughs> the giant bomb video, Alex, where they're playing this, uh, like, baby mama game. Yeah. Is it called baby mama? I think it's actually called baby mama. <laughs> That's pretty bad. That's um, pretty good. Yeah. But it's from the Cooking Mama people. And uh, there's this, Ryan Davis just shaking this model baby, and the screen is just like, don't shake the baby. <laughs> it's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. I, I enjoy that. R.I.P. Ryan Davis. Yeah, man. Oh, no. He died, what, three, two years ago? Three years three, ago? Three years ago, I think. Three years ago? Yeah, that was a weird... What happened? He just died in his sleep. He had sleep apnea. Oh, no. Um, it, The day after he was married. Like, it was just like... Oh. It was out of a horror movie. Oh, God. But uh, he, he has a pretty big impact on the... On me, mm-hmm. for sure. But Dylan and I follow the giant bomb. I follow him since my sophomore year of high school. So like, shit, like, almost the better part of the decade at this point. I think uh, I I used to listen to the Mega sixty four podcast, and I think they recommended it once, and I started listening to that, and I stopped listening to the Mega sixty four podcast. Huh. Yeah, the Mega sixty four podcast is good though. I mean, I, I remember yeah, like, Mega sixty four. I've thought of them in a long time. Evan loved them, but didn't they also do those? totally silly videos of them like running around as yeah, yeah. that's, that's like their shtick that's what yeah, they that's do. their main thing yeah, the podcast yeah, yeah, is yeah. auxiliary the podcast is great though because like especially when they do um because it's a video podcast um right. 
and they do ones where they do it like remote. So there's one where every year they go to like the San Diego State Fair and just eat garbage. It just like, do. oh, what pile of trash did they cook up this year? Oh, it's a deep fried pop tart. They go to game days. Oh yeah, then they World. they go to oh, Disneyland. My God. So they they wear these because you know there's gay days at Disney World. Oh, I did not know that. So it's a thing, and they wear shirts say, "Is it Gay Day? Is, what is that, right?" Or the May sixty four thing, or no, 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 the actual like event. Oh, I don't know anything about. Wait, are you I'm saying for... game days or I'm saying ga- gay? I'm days. saying gay days. Yeah, it's called gay days at Disney. Okay, so and then they a... go they G-A-Y, go on gay. on gay days. G A Y. Okay, wearing shirts that say game days because right. they think it's this big video game day. Okay, <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. I didn't know that was that was part of it. I thought they just decided, okay, no, today's the, game days. No, the shtick is they're going on on gay day. I it's know that. funny. That's pretty good. That's, That's pretty good. They're they're funny, and I like what I like about them is that so you follow like games culture or whatever, and like there's you know you, you follow Giant Bomb or you follow like IGN I guess, but like the Mega Sixty Four guys take on on games because they are like a huge part of it or they have been. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just very different. They're much more enthusiasts than like, because I mean, I feel like we're pretty like. In they're the, not critics. Yeah, we're pretty You're in right. the know about like news and stuff, but they're just like, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, and like some of them are, are closer to it. Yeah. Like Rocco seems like he's pretty in the weeds of it. Mm. It's just funny that they're that they become they became same with the Rooster Teeth guys. The fact that they're like a mega fucking company now. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing to me. How how huge they are i i used to like that drunk tank podcast they did but i never listened to it oh, no. i can't that movie they made looks like such garbage the youtube yeah, one that's a shame huh the youtube show no they made a movie um about a bunch of guys who get parts of a space suit from a space marine and... yeah it's a youtube show i thought is it a movie uh, maybe that's what it is you might be right out though but... I thought yeah, it I know movie. it had i know it had a theatrical release but it probably went to youtube as a movie as well oh, okay I just hate the look of YouTube After Effects effects yeah. on stuff like that. It has a certain look where they like Minecraftify stuff or yeah, it's very glowy. You can tell yeah, it's just like low production and the lighting's always really flat on all of it. I mean, some of it looks cool. But... RTX was this weekend. I don't even know what that is. That's Rooster their expo. expo. See what? What do you do there? You do think Mike and Moment are there showing off Clash Cub. Yeah, that's kind of cool, I guess. I mean, it's cool for them. That's awesome for them. But I just don't know what that convention... I don't know what that is. Like, what... Do I go there for Machinima? Is that what you go there for? No, I think it's a video game convention. So it's like PAX. Yeah, but it's like Austin's PAX. Let me look it up. Isn't there PAX West? Or PAX Center? PAX South? PAX South. That's in San Antonio. (laughs) Uh That's like a three-hour drive from... To the internet. It's loading right now. I clicked this. I thought it would look faster. I don't know. You I don't know what they specialize in. It's probably it's cool though. It's cool that Moen's there though. Yeah, it's probably like a PAX Comic Con hybridization kind of thing. If I were to imagine it, I guess they like highlight like the YouTube creators and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, so you know, there's an says. increasing phenomenon of kids playing Minecraft, talking to themselves as if they're YouTube personalities. Oh my god. That's that's that's, weird. The, that's the weird we're going into. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, Whatever. I mean, we were sitting around like collecting bugs and telling them to tackle each other like yeah, we're no fair. better as kids use thunderbolt yeah. use thunderbolt um, piece of poop i found <laughs> it's a muck 
Uh, so to to clarify, RTX is a three day gaming and internet culture event hosted by Rooster Teeth. Oh, I thought you were clarifying the movie. I'm disappointed. Uh, no, look do that they, up now. Do they have like every piece of internet so, culture yes, represented What's there? That? Like, where's where's the where's the racist bigot conservative part of internet culture I mean, represented in RTX? Those guys have a table at every single event. Yeah, okay, you don't have to worry about that. Um, so the movie is Laser all Team. All racists and bigots with conservatives. Okay. Laser Team is a 2015 American science fiction uh, action comedy film. Wow, it's a mouthful. Um, action comedy film. American science fiction action comedy film. We need more movies like Men in Black. I want another like sci-fi comedy. Yeah, I think that's what they were trying to do with this. Attack so, the Block is kind of a sci-fi comedy. Yeah, I, I liked it well enough. I, oh, I love, love the monsters. I really like the action. And I really like the the story arcs for the characters but some of those kids were just really really annoying i think by design oh, i like the, the, the actors and i thought they were they all did really well i thought have you oh, seen I Attack thought the they, Block I they did a good job acting i think the the way the characters were written was annoying i have not seen john boyega's breakthrough hit i it's He's cool good. it's a it's a different john boyega if the, if the first thing you saw him in was star wars like i i highly recommend it go watch it i liked it um, okay, so release of the Laser Team. I watched. Oh, sorry. Uh, premiered at Austin Film Fest. Blah, blah blah. Film Fest. Film Fest. Film Fest. Had a limited theatrical release, January 2016. The U.S., Canada, U.K., a bunch of other countries. Um, in my head, the film was available for streaming as part of YouTube's new paid subscription service. YouTube. All right, now we get this. I, I feel like silly. Austin. Just in my head, having never been there, it's just a giant wall with just all of these just. Like every single like alternative Jack. culture Ooh, person, like nerd, like every culturally informed person in Texas, trucks. just like spilling off of and spilling it's like out more of, it. of a more of a pyramid <laughs> with a conveyor belt. Just but, ah, yeah, you're close. It's just they fit so much in that city. Like how big is that city? It's too small for South by Southwest. Hmm. That's what everyone yeah. says now. It's, it's just not big enough. Definitely too small for South by Southwest. Um, how would I describe Austin? I've been there a few times. Um, like it's it. weird. It's it's not as weird as as people make it out to be. It's it's, it's like city. Richmond. Everyone yeah. says it's just like Richmond. Like, it's, it's 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 somewhere between Richmond and Pittsburgh, like but in, way in hotter. Scope. Yeah, it's Texas. It's not Richmond. It's Texas. It's a spot of blue in a sea of red. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it. Like it is not like any other part of Texas. Like a it's fertilized really egg yolk. <laughs> um. Texas is a cool state. Texas is a cool state. It's a big state. It has a shape. Texas has a very distinctive <laughs> shape. Panhandle. I think more people can identify the state of Texas than 90% of the other states. Than Wyoming? Yeah, like Wyoming. Washington's hard to identify on its own. I guess oh, you think so? There are those four four over in the southwest that are kind of squarish. Yeah, Wait. Wyoming, Colorado. South Dakota, North Dakota. Hmm. Sodak. California is pretty easy. Jersey's pretty easy. No, Jersey's not. Yeah, it is. No one knows what Jersey. Dylan, describe the shape of Jersey. Go. It's like a piece of poop. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. Describe the shape of New Jersey. I don't know. It's like someone tried to draw an S but gave up. <laughs> Close enough. I'll take it. I don't even know what New Jersey looks like. I have no. I have no context. It's for like a lightning bolt. Let me see. I just yeah. wrote the New Jersey. D- Dylan, both of those are pretty accurate. It's like a curdled lightning bolt. Yep. Mm. 
Oh, dude, no one could describe this shape. This is <laughs> it looks like a weird chicken with a gimp leg. <laughs> <laughs> that that is also accurate. Uh Pennsylvania and, and New York are probably tricky. Yeah, they look pretty similar. I like going on the uh, Google Analytics for the Ward website and be like, oh, man, we're really popular in Pennsylvania now. It's like, oh, wait, <laughs> these are all hits from Mason. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I'm just logging in. Mason Brown, standing by. Um, Yeah, well, RTX, that's cool, though. I don't know, I don't know if I'd want to go to that show. One thing, that's, one thing that's really interesting about that company is that they grew... Um, almost entirely out of their own network of friends and family. Like it's very much like a business of, uh, it's, it's like a family business, honestly. Um, and I was reading an interview with, um, one of the first employees who was pulled in from quote unquote outside the family and what her experience was like. And, um, she was talking about how she was let go and was really cagey on the details, but she had an overall good experience. So, at least Rooster Teeth can bring in outside people, so that's cool. Hmm. Nepotism strong in small businesses. Yes, I am. Um, my old company I worked at, I think six people were related to the president. Yeah. Um, the all right, let's wrap this up. We're done all here. Right. We're <laughs> fucking done here. This is it. I'm out. Fuck this noise. Uh, anything else? You can find uh... Alex at alexsucks.zone. <laughs> You can find Dylan at Dylan's an asshole dot cool, and you can find Mason me at Brown Ward, at, at pooponmyface.brown.com. Sure, you can go to Mason Brown at pooponmyface dot com or dot brown or whatever you said. <laughs> Ward-games.com is where you can find the podcast in Arbo, the game that that uh, Dylan just wrapped up and put up there. I had Wendy Probably. play it, and she found a bug. I uh, fixed that bug, so that bug's fixed. Yeah, good job. Hot updates did. on the press. You can also play Peak and Morning, our two other games. You can follow Ward Games at Twitter. At Ward Dash Games? At Ward Dot Games? What's at Ward Video Games. Ward Video Games. That's what it was. I knew that. It just says Ward on the Twitter page. Um, Other than that, fuck you guys. <laughs> just kidding. So we're going to all play some more Invisible Ink. Alex will report back on some Kentucky Route Zero. Yep. Dylan. And inside, and I think you guys will play. Oh, yeah, I'll, we'll play inside. We'll play I'm going to play inside for sure. I'm definitely going to um, play inside. And one thing we should talk about next week when we have Dan back is the upcoming Bioshock collection. Oh, it's man. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. And we're getting those for free. I get it for free. I get Wait, it for free. Really? I'm yeah. sorry, what? You get it on PC if you have a copy of those games. You get, them, you get the upgrades for free. You get the free I get upgrade textures or whatever. upgraded too. For free. That makes sense. Yeah. No, it's just because it's a better it's a better experience if you're a gamer being on <laughs> PC. It's just fundamentally in your favor always. <laughs> Except there's no controller support and goddamn invisible ink. I don't understand. Yeah, same with Subnautica. You know what's bullshit about Subnautica? That's weird. Is Subnautica has controller support if you're in VR. What? But it's not <laughs> in the PC release. Oh my god. Yeah, it's pretty bizarre. That's but they're stupid. a small studio, so. Oh, All right. Yeah, but it must be so hard to just flip that switch to turn on the controller support that's already built in. Because that's how that probably works. It's I, just a big red switch in a lab somewhere. Yeah, let me put it this way. If it was that easy, I will give them the benefit of the doubt that they would have done that. <laughs> no, fuck the consumer. <laughs> that's the name of the podcast. Five, $5 add-on <laughs> to unlock controller support. Dude, I don't know. I mean, that's, that could happen. <gasps> Shit. Okay, there's still 15 minutes left in the Steam sale. 
Do I want to buy Project Cars? <laughs> What's Project Cars? Ooh. It's Drive it's Club, but good. Yeah, yeah, it's a racing. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That is a really good description. Um. All right, cool. I'm stopping my recording. All, all right. right, now.